Welcome to the She Who Wins podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bauer. I'm an attorney, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and investor. This is the place where we dive into all of the things that matter to you and most importantly, uncover what's holding you back from realizing your dreams. Because she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins. This episode is extra, extra, extra special for me because in less than a week, my book, She Who Wins, makes it out into the world. But that would have never been possible if not for the person who is coming on my podcast today. This woman is the one who read my book proposal and said, I need this book. She is the acquisitions editor at Urano World, which is my publisher. So today she's coming on to talk about why she picked my book, the publishing process, how she decides to buy a book, and all of the publishing things. I have absolutely come to adore her over the past year and a half that we have worked together, and I consider her a friend, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Lydia Stevens. Lydia, welcome. Hi, Renee. I'm so excited to talk to chat with you and do this. And um, we're kind of changing things up a little bit on how I typically do the She Who Wins podcast. But this is the perfect timing to talk about the publishing world, to talk about my book, to talk about Urano Publishing, which who has been a dream to work with and all of the things. So let's just start off by talking about like just for anyone who's listening who has no clue how the publishing world works which is most people unless you're in it or have gone through it so it how, how does it like how does your job actually work okay so actually i'll take it back just a little bit more and talk a little bit about um Edition Durano and urano publishing which will then segue sort of into how my job works so Edition Durano is the parent company publishing company uh they were founded 40 years ago um, there are seven other imprints all around the world. Um, the, the parent company is based in Barcelona, Spain. So they're very well established in the Spanish market. Um, and then two years ago, they decided to form Murano Publishing USA. And that's where my job came in. I was hired on as the acquisitions editor. Um, so I did a lot of outreach to agents, authors, um, just an email saying, hi, this is who I am as an acquisitions editor. This is what I'm looking for in nonfiction, so spiritual, self-help, motivational, memoir, personal growth and development, um, all of those things. And so agents or literary agents or authors send me their book proposal. And depending on the, depending if the book is written, they might send me the full manuscript. Um, I read the proposal. I read the pitch uh, email, some of the material if it's available. And then I determine, is this book going to be a good fit for the Urano line? And you know, obviously I've established the first year's worth of titles. So then what we do is we make an offer on that book and we go back and forth with the author and the literary agent um, on the offer and we nail down the terms and then we have the contract which gets signed. And so then I begin working on the book. Um, if it's written, I can start developmental editing right away. Um, if it's not, you know, obviously there's a deadline um, and then the manuscript comes to me, you know, on or before that deadline. Um, when I am editing a book, the developmental edits are the broad picture edits. So like I'm looking at things like, you know, does this particular subject belong in this chapter? Should we cut this section? Have you said this too many times 
you know, it's repetitive, so we don't need that material, you know, rewrite it or, or cut or, you know, move things around in the book, or maybe something is underdeveloped. And I say, okay, can you expand on this a little bit more? So those are developmental edits. We're developing the book to be the absolute best book that it can be. Then it goes into line edits um, and then copy edits, which are your, you know, your grammar, your punctuation, your sentence structure. You know, those are the the micro edits that are, you know, the real nitpicky things. So um, like, oh, like, like all of the commas, like I overuse commas. So that yeah. <laughs> the line edits go and take all of my extra commas out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, you know, they'll, they'll snag you on that. And I have a team of copy editors and line editors and they're fantastic to work with. Um, during this process, um, you know, we're also looking at things like the development of the cover. Um, so that goes back and forth between myself, the cover designers, um, and the author and the agents until we really nail down, you know, the, the covers for each book. Um, once the manuscript is fully edited, it goes into formatting. Um, and then that comes back to me and I take a look at it again and say, you know, this isn't formatted correctly or can we change this or something until we finalize that as well. And then the book goes to print, what they say, uh, going to print. And in this process, we're also, you know, creating the pre-order links and uploading it to like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, you know, all of the distribution um, pieces that need to get done. You know, we're working on that on the back end. Um, and then, yeah, that brings us to we will be Yay. launching the imprint September 5th with your book. And then we'll be doing three titles um, at the end of September um, and then two titles per month thereafter. So I will never forget, I will never forget the day that I got the call and you were at the summit. So you heard this story, but it was June 27th last year. And my agent, Anne, had said like, hey, one of your books is going, because I had a couple different proposals for different things out there. One of them is going up to the editorial board. And I was just kind of like, I shrugged it off. I'm like, okay, I've been here before. And so on June, I completely forgot about it. And on June 27th, she she texts me. She's like, hey, can you talk? And I'm in Maine, which is so funny because you live in Maine. I live in Maine, yes. This is where it all happens for your on over here in Maine. <laughs> so it's so funny. So I was in Maine on for a little weekend getaway. And um, I don't even think it was the weekend. It might have been like Tuesday or something. And she she, and, and she, I'm like, yeah. And so listen, I love Anne, but we don't just get on the phone and chit chat. And so I'm like, oh my God, she has news. So I'm like, yes, I can talk. And she's like, I'm trying to call you. And I'm like, I'm trying to answer the phone, but I kept, my bars kept dropping at the service. And I was like full on panic because I'm like, I can't get this call. I'm like, where do I have to drive to get the call? But finally I like chased some good service. And that's where she said that we had an offer. So I have to ask you then, what is it about She Who Wins, my book, that made you want to acquire? You didn't have the full book. You just had the book proposal. The the whole proposal, like the, the way the proposal was written, it was so dynamic. And even just the proposal, I can get a sense of how an author writes and how compelling their words are and what we call the author's voice. And yours came through in that proposal 
exactly as it did in the book. I mean, it's just so powerful and enticing and motivating. And I was just like, this is the exact kind of thing that Yorana was looking for. This is going to speak to women of all ages, but especially, you know, some of the younger generations of women as well who are starting off in their careers, their relationships, you know, they're, they're looking to improve themselves, their daily life. And I was like, this, this is perfect. This is exactly what we want. And just being able to hear your voice through your proposal without even reading a chapter was phenomenal. I was like, you know, this is the kind of author that we want to be promoting at Urano. And you know what's really funny about the, I think I attached maybe two chapters, three chapters, something like that. And when I started to write that, I had written that proposal probably five or six months earlier. And when I sat down to write the book and try to work off of those chapters, uh, I then called Anne and I'm like, I'm like, can I change the chapters? I'm like, do I have to start here? I'm like, because it doesn't feel like the right, like it doesn't feel right to me right now. She's like, just do what you're going to do or we'll, we'll hand it in. I'm like, okay. So I was like really nervous. I'm like, because I totally changed like those first couple chapters and, and changed because my vision for what it was changed as I actually sat down to yeah. write it. And I mean, it, the fact that you changed some of the chapters around and, and things like that, that wasn't a big deal because, again, I have to come back to you. It was your voice. It was your message, your words that was the most important thing to me. So, you know, I and I remember reading the first two chapters as well. Um, and, but this was after your proposal had gone to the editorial board um, because just reading the proposal, I was like, I want this book. Um and I remember reading them after. And then when you sent in the manuscript, it didn't even click that they were different. I, was just like, <laughs> I love this. Like I sat down and did your developmental edit. I think it took me two days. I couldn't stop reading. If I remember correctly, I don't think I slept. I <laughs> was just oh. one of those. I just, I want to read this, but like the boys. And I usually, I typically I'll read and, and then I'll go back and, you know, comment on the things that need to get changed. But yours really didn't have a ton of edits either in terms of developmental because it was just so well written initially that, you know, I think we tweaked a few things here and there. And yes, your commas. But <laughs> I love those books where I can't put it down. You know, if I can finish a chapter and say, okay, I need to go to bed, you know, put it down. That to me says why I was able to do that. Like, and I, you know, I love finding that rare gem where it's just like, I can't stop. Like sleep, who needs it? I have a child I need to feed. Okay. Maybe in a minute, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) it was just one of those books that was like that for me. So that was very special and spectacular to have that come across my desk. Uh, I mean, it felt, I've read so many personal development books. And the one thing that for me, like I'm, being a writer, like a lot of personal development books or you have people who have brands and they're using the book to promote the business. And I, and I've said to you before, I'm like, it's the writing for me first. Like I'm a writer before I am anything else. And, you know, eons ago, I was like, Anne, I have this idea for a book. She's like, yeah, but you don't have a platform. I'm like, what is a platform? I'm Googling. What is a platform? I'm like, I need to build one of these. Okay. <laughs> it is, you know, and, and publishing, um, you know, it is still a business, so we do have to take a look at that. And just, you know, I know that you're working with brand builders, you have your PR specialist, um, you know, and all of that. And you've got the platform built with the She Who Wins Summit, which is an amazing platform to have to sort of funnel this book into it as well. And just the whole, you know, the whole brand as as developed as it, you know, 
it's very exciting to be able to work in in something like that, which is so, you know, um, those are the people who are going to buy this book. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's great that, you know, you came to us with that already established. I poured my heart, my soul, and even tears into writing a book that is a love letter to every woman I know. She Who Wins the Book is for every woman who is told to smile, to quiet down, and to shrink themselves into their smallest version. It's for every woman who's trying to figure out what's next. It's for every woman who thinks this is as good as it gets. She Who Wins is for the good girl within who is ready to become the fierce female fighting to get out. She Who Wins is now available for pre-order. Visit SheWhoWinsBook.com for exclusive free bonuses when you order now. Let's talk about the cover because this is like something I'm, I was so nervous about. I imagine most authors are really nervous about their cover. Yes, and that's one of the toughest things to sort of navigate because it is so personal to authors and they have this vision this is what I want my cover to look like. And so we do a bit of a creative brief to get an idea of what they want. Um, it is not like self-publishing where the author has full control over what their cover looks like. Traditional publishing, the publisher has the final say. So that can cause some trickiness when, when dealing with, you know, you have to work with the cover designer the author, the agent, you know, as a publisher, we have to consider what's marketable. Um, and so I think this is one of the big areas where we sort of run into, you know, a clashing of ideas. But we also have to trust our graphic designers. That's what they went to school for. That's what they're trained for, you know, and they're very, very good at what they do. And they know what will sell in the market. So it's sort of an amalgamation of everybody's ideas to produce the cover that's going to be, you know, uh, workable. When when my cover, like I, they designed like 10 versions or something. Like there was a ton of versions. Um, did the cover that we land on, was that the one that jumped out to you? I remember you saying that you had a favorite. I don't remember if that was the one. Yes, it was because I just remember the blue. Like I yeah. love the blue. And we, he's so, he's such a fantastic artist. And, you know, he has these amazing, great ideas. And he took your creative brief and he really, you know, I think he really tried hard to work within, you know, the parameters of what you were thinking. Yeah. And he's usually, you know, my other cover designer, Sandra, you know, she's just as phenomenal. And it's like they take the words and ideas written on paper and they just imagine and produce this, this picture that you have in your head. And I think your cover was one of the easiest ones because you, you know, you came right back to us and said, that's the one. Can we just yeah. make a couple of tweaks? And then that was, that was perfect. It was, it was great. It, it was, it was such a gut instinct because I, I know like the document that I sent him had different, totally different styles. <laughs> like, like I was, I was confused. Right. So I knew I wanted color. I knew I wanted something bold. I wanted mm -hmm. it to feel like feminine but I also like I knew I did not want my picture on it like that was a big deal and uh, I had people I sort of did some crowdsourcing I'm like to have my picture not to have my picture and a lot of people were like put your picture on and I could not shake that feeling I'm like I do not want my picture on this cover I want someone to pick it up in the airport because they love the look of the you know the colors and they nailed it so when I opened all of those versions it was like immediately I'm like that's it 
I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't even want anyone else's opinion. I'm like that. And I showed Jay, my husband, I'm like, which one do you like? And Jay's a very, like, he likes to think and process. And he was like, well, maybe this, or maybe this, I'm like too late. I'm like, this is the one that's it. So I'm so, I'm so thrilled with, with it. And it's cool. Like it's such a cool cover for the personal development space. Yes, it's it's very um it stands out, it's bold, it's bright, it's beautiful. I mean, the color dynamic in, in on the image of the woman is just, you know, it's eye catching. It's one of those yeah. where it makes you stop and turn around and go, Oh, look at that, you know, what is that? Yeah. Um and it's people do buy books by the cover. Um oh, and I do. you know yeah, that's that's one of the things where it's like if I can you know, if I'm in a bookstore and a book can make me stop and go, Huh, that looks you know, I'm gonna pick it up. Once I pick it up, I'm gonna read the back cover of what it's about you know um and then i'm going to read maybe the author bio um so i think yours is uh there's one of my favorites <laughs> <laughs> we won't let anyone know that <laughs> um and i shouldn't say that but it, yeah i just i love how dynamic it is it yeah it really stands up it's great so there's some other super exciting topics that Urano is publishing. I've been able to meet some of the authors, which has been awesome just to connect with other authors. Um, can you just share a couple of that you're really excited about? Sure. So we've got coming, I've got Alana Vandersplush. She has Freedom with Food and Fitness. And what I love about her book is that she really battles, um, you know, diet. Uh, culture and the stigmatisms that come with diet and exercise. And she really promotes intuitive eating. Like just be very aware of what you're putting in your body when your body says I've had enough, you know, stop eating, but don't deny yourself as well, which I love that message from her. That's one of them. I've got undressed an invitation to claim your nature by Deborah, uh, Deborah Kagan. Um, and this is really, you know, spirituality, um, as a way to invite women to embrace their inner, you know, um, sexuality and um, eroticism. And she's really sort of saying we've been subjected to, you know, oppression for so long and told that we as women cannot be sexual. And so I love that her book, you know, really battles that that message. And, and she's really telling women, you know, embrace your, your inner mojo, as she calls it. So I'm excited she's, for that book. She's um, a firecracker. I love her. She's, yes, um, she's absolutely, she's, tenacious which i love she's driven and i'm like you know i really really want to do uh her book to do well um let's see what else do i have i have oh another one that i'm really excited about that i haven't talked much about because it's publishing uh early next year is called disinformed the history of humanity's search for the truth and this uses some of the ancient philosophers um aristotle plateau socrates mm -hmm. battle the um online uh, presence in terms of making you very aware of when you're watching the news, you're on social media, you know, you're, you're internet searching, what is the truth of what you're sort of ingesting? Um, and this is the ancient philosophies to say, you know, really think about the message that people are telling you. And is it the truth? Um, what do we have? We have that thing now called fact check. So it's like, it's like a book, um, that, that is teaching you how to do that for yourself, which, you know, I think where we're also plugged in all the time, this is imperative that people have this, you know, this ability to, to navigate that. So I'm excited for that one. What else do I have? I've got This Working Life. Um, this is a Lisa Leong and Monique Ross. They're um, two of my Australian authors. And this is a book about careers, which, you know, not specifically aimed towards women, but 
if teaching people, if you're mid-career and you're not satisfied, you know, can you get out of it and go to a completely new career? Or how can you change your current career to really meet the needs, meet your needs and, and help you feel fulfilled and satisfied with your career? So I absolutely love these two authors. They're, they're a riot. And I think Monique used to work at a radio station and she just, uh, or a news station or something like that. And now she's like a spiritual forest guide. Total. Ah, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> she's like the prime example of, of how to be able to do it and to do it successfully. So, and I think I bought that book because I was like, I love my career. I love what I do, you know, as an yeah. athlete, as a writer myself, I am so in with the publishing industry, writing, editing, all that. And, it's not work for me, it's passion. So I absolutely yeah. love to be able to promote to people, hey, you can have a career like this, like I do. And, you know, like I said, there are some nights where I'm like, it's two o'clock, maybe I should go to bed, put yeah. this down, you know. <laughs> but it's, for me, I just get so sucked up into it. So, so um, all right. So you must have always been a, like a book person, right? Like oh, I see there's... I was... Yeah. I, <laughs> my childhood memories, right? I... I've been reading for as long, you know, forever. I love books. I have my own personal library here at the house, um, which is a room off of my bedroom. And I remember as a child, my mother would put me to bed and we had this big hall light out. Um, and I would sneak out of my bedroom and sit at the top of the stairs with a book and read. And, you know, eventually somehow I managed to be back in my bed and waking up the next morning. And I remember talking to her as an adult and I said, you know, I, I, she said, oh, I knew. She's like, how do you think you ended up back in bed? She's like, I knew you snuck out every night. And she's like, and you'd fall asleep reading. And then we'd put you back to bed. And then, you know, as I got to be a teenager, it yeah. turned into romance novels. And I'd be like sitting in my closet with a flashlight. And I'm like, ah, anybody watching me? So, <laughs> so I've always been been a reader and a writer. Yeah. One one of my favorite, like as a kid, I remember a Christmas when I got this gift that was, it was a big box that was so heavy. And when I opened it, it was filled with all of the latest Sweet Valley High books. And that was like my favorite gift ever. And if I think back to like, I don't exactly know how old I was. I don't remember any of my other Christmas gifts. I remember some like Michael Jackson album, but I remember my box of books. Like I was the same way and I'm still the same way. I can't go buy an independent bookstore and not stop and get a book. I can't. Yeah. No, I love um, love the independent bookstores. We have a local Barnes and Noble here, but it's nothing like. So I actually went to one recently in New York in uh, Saratoga. It's called the Lyrical Ballad Bookstore, mm-hmm. and it's a book maze. It is rooms cool. and rooms and rooms, and you have to walk through the maze of shelves of books. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> I did not want to leave. It was an amazing experience. And just books smell. The older they are, and this yeah. has to do with, you know, and I'm going to geek out here a little bit, but, um, you know, the older books are made out of calf skin, which gives that musty smell. Um, or they're, you know, when they were printing them, when they first started using cardboard and stuff, you know, very organic material. So then you'd get that musty smell. And then the sweet smell comes from the paper and the ink. Um, they used to use uh, berries and vanilla in the yeah. ink. So that's why, like, I'm the geek at the bookstore and the bookstore, and I'm smelling. Smelling it. <laughs> I have a perfume called Old Book Smell, and I love it's a little so bit of funny. it's a little bit of musky, a little bit of sweetness, but yeah. <laughs> that's that's hysterical. 
<laughs> have you ever been to the have you been to the strand in New York? Because that's like that too. No, I haven't, but it's, it's on bucket list. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. It's like it's just they you get lost in there. And I went recently and I was I was so overwhelmed because I didn't even know like what to do. I was like, where do I look? What do I do? And I walked out not buying anything. And I was like, how did I not leave here with like a pile? But what I did was I took pictures of all the books I wanted to read. So there's like a part of my phone that I have 50 pictures. So I'm like, well, I'll never not have something to read. So <laughs> that's fantastic. I yeah. This place in New York that I went to, I got to see a $900 edition of Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. You let me in the vault to look at books. And yeah, some of them were phenomenal. And I was like, I just, it makes my fingers curl because I'm like, I just want to touch them, but I don't want to spend $900 on a book if I damn it. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was a really cool experience. But yeah, when, when Jay and I started dating, we went to Vegas for like our first trip together, and that was like the make or break moment, right? Because you travel with someone for the first time. But he he did a surprise trip to a bookstore in Vegas where there was a first edition Gone with the Wind, and I'm like a huge Gone with the Wind, and I was like, that's it, I'm marrying this man, <laughs> like because he's not a book person. So like he hunted it down and and did all things so yeah. that's amazing oh that's wonderful yeah oh okay all right so all the exciting stuff um I you know what I'm gonna ask you this question because it's you know I can come on here and be like buy my book and do all the things but why should someone pick up a copy why should anyone who's listening right now pick up a copy of she who wins I really think that she who wins is the type of book that I was actually having this conversation with a couple of my girlfriends where, you know, um, they're having some struggles lately and, you know, I've had some personal struggles lately and we were talking about, you know, how we as women put ourselves on the back burner to, to yeah. point a popular phrase and we forget to take care of ourselves. We forget to put ourselves first. Sometimes she who wins is the type of book when you're having those struggles and you need somebody to be able to tell you, you know what? You come before everything else. Yeah. You know, you can't make anybody else happy if you're not happy. You can't, you know, you can't help anybody else be healthy if you're not healthy. And that, I'm not just saying that for physical health, um, you know, that's mental and emotional as well. And this is the kind of book where the message is, is telling women, you know, you can win at this. You can do this. And so, like I said, the conversation that I had the other day with one of my girlfriends was, Wake up every day, try a little bit harder, do a little bit better. And that's the message who wins is promoting is, you know, wake up every day and win at life. And you can win at life. And, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs. But, you know, essentially, if you stay true to who you are and you, you say to yourself, you know, I can be the kind of woman that I want to be, whether it's personal growth, whether it's a career or relationship, you know, this book encompasses all of this. Um, and really promote the fact that women, you know, we can, you know, win at all of these things in our lives. And it gives the, the, the guidance to be able to do that. So that is why people should buy this book. And it's not like other self-help books where it's, you know, you've got this, you can do this. Yes, that message is there, but you provide an actual tactical way for women to do that, to employ, you know, the stop, drop, and roll method in the book which I absolutely loved. And it's very simple and very easy to remember. Whereas, you know, some of the self-help books I've read, it's like, I've got eight steps that I have to take to, you know, I know. 
contextualization. And I'm like, all right, which step am I on? Five? Is it cocktail hour yet? Like, what am I doing? Um, so this one loved it. Three simple steps. Mm-hmm. And that is why people should buy this book because it, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. It's, um, you know, what's funny is I, I'm in the process of like a massive career decision and shift. And I, ha- I was holding on to a little bit of fear. And my husband looks to me, he's like, why don't you stop, drop and roll through that decision? I'm like, oh, damn you. <laughs> like, I just want to hold on to my fear a little longer. I'm like, please, don't throw it back at me. But you like, I mean, but but that's just it. It's like, there isn't anything. It doesn't matter whether you're going through a divorce or a life change, a career change, like no matter what phase in your life, there's always stuff that comes up where you doubt yourselves. Like, God, I live in a place of imposter syndrome and doubt. And, you know, it's it's something I don't know anyone who doesn't have that. Like everyone does to some extent. So it's, you know, it's, it was a reminder for me. And, you know, truthfully, as I was writing it, there was stuff that came out that I thought was completely healed and totally unpacked and like all good with. And as I'm writing it, I'm like, where the hell did this come from? I'm like, why am I bringing this, this, this thing up, this comment someone made to me that I thought was like totally done in out of my, like my consciousness. And here it is. Like, obviously there's still stuff that I'm working through too. And that's, you know. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And I remember sitting there doing your edits and you get like a paragraph long relate, like relatable memory, memory that I have. And I'm like, you know, that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of stuff coming up, but it was, the book was so relatable. I think that was the majority of the comments that I had in your edits was, I really appreciate you being able to say this because it's, it's not something that I've looked at from this perspective before of put myself first and think about some of the things that have been done or said to me or that have occurred in my life that, you know, there is no explanation for maybe. And this is a phenomenal way to be able to process that. And, and to come out winning on the other side, like she who wins and, and say, you know what? Okay, I have finally been able to deal with this. Whereas before, I wasn't able to do, I, I was holding on to it. So it, that's what I love the most about she who wins, how relatable it is for awesome. all Yeah. So, all right. So for whoever's listening, the book drops in uh, less than a week. So on September 5th, for one more week, you can get access to all of the pre-order gifts and bonuses. You just go to shewhowinsbook.com and follow the instructions. We have a bunch of um, giveaways. I'm actually doing a giveaway of a physical um, affirmation deck that I created. Um, I love affirmation decks. So I made one that goes along with the book. So we're doing, I'm going to be giving away those um, leading up to it as well. So go grab your copy. Lydia, I'm so grateful you said yes. I am so, so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes to this book. Um, Thank you for bringing it into the world because honestly, without you, it would still just be a document on my my computer. We at Yorana, we absolutely love having you and we love working with you. So yes, we're very excited for this. Yeah. All right. Go grab your book, everyone. That's a wrap. Please subscribe to the She Who Wins podcast so you'll be the first to know about every new episode that drops. Until next time, And remember, she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins.